Lads, we're back. We're still here. We are. Hey, I'm like England at the World Cup. Oh, no. Listen, I'm not going to say anything. I'll wait till like next episode to make a comment. I I don't want to rub it in. I have a listener of of the show who uh, mentioned it before, Gus Galloway, always in my Twitter DMs. Nice, nice kid. Um, And um, obviously, he was one of many people texting me as the game was going on, especially during that second Harry Kane penalty shot, whatever they exactly call it in soccer. Um, And, you know, I didn't respond to him because I was heartbroken and I was hearing it from Mike from our other group chat. And um good old Mike. I just um, you know, I may never forgive him. That's like if Cole Caulfield missed one. That's how much in the little I know about soccer, how much I love Harry Kane. He's my guy, and he just sort of it's like it's sort of French too. It's sort of French too. Before we really go to hockey, there is a question that that was posed to me by young Gus Galloway that I want to bring him to the show because I thought it was a really interesting question. So obviously in the world of go ahead. No, no, never mind. Never mind. So obviously in the world of hockey, nothing makes us more angry than deciding a game in a shootout. So why is it in the world of, of soccer or football, whatever, I don't get into the debate if you want. Um, why is it so much sort of more like, ah, we're going to penalty kicks. Ah, here we go. Instead of hockey, when we just sort of groan when we go. Especially um, because the World Cup is so much, it's the pinnacle. If we had the Stanley Cup decided in the shootout, I think yeah. we would stop oh my gosh, watching. Yeah. So the That's question interesting. Was that he asked me, you know, why is that? Honestly, I'm not entirely sure. Um, obviously, like, there have been World Cups decided by um, – by penalty kicks, uh, 2006 being the most recent one, Italy beating France. I don't know why I, I don't know. Like I just, that's a great question. I don't have an answer to it. I, that it's a good point though. Cause like when I do, when in hockey, I never, I'm like, yeah, like the shootout's dumb, but I think with, for some reason in soccer, it feels like there's, a lot more pressure in that moment than there is in hockey. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I don't know how, I don't know any other way to describe it in terms of like, if, if we saw a shootout in the Stanley cup final, I feel like the, it would be very different than what we've seen over the last couple of weeks at the world cup. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how else, like there's a feeling to it. That that would be my answer. I, I don't agree with it. Uh, I know I do agree with it. Like, I, I, sitting and watching the Argentina Netherlands game and like going to shootout, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh my god, this is good. this is insane. But I feel yeah. like watching a um, a shootout in hockey just doesn't give give me the same um, emotion. I think I have a two- theory, but Daniel, okay. I want to hear from you first. Yeah, okay. sorry. Thank you. Uh, two things. I think I don't know. I always thought, and you know, I'm not a hawker, a soccer expert, a hockey expert, soccer expert in any way, but I always thought it was like the running or the endurance of the players that's like, can you imagine if it went continuous OT and they're just running yeah. back and forth and, for another 90 minutes? And obviously like the the amount of substitutions and, and stuff yeah. like that. I, I it's The sport itself is um, a little bit different than hockey, yeah. obviously. I think the second thing is, I mean, in the Olympics, I, I mean, we haven't seen it in a while, but in the Olympics, there's been shootouts in like, 
high stress games. I always think of like 1998. That's how Canada got eliminated. Also, Sochi and and TJ Oshi sort of legacy. Yeah. Part of that. So what I thought of, and he really asked the thing of intensity, right? What I thought, and you know, you felt this especially in both of Harry Kane's attempts, and especially when Messi was going for Argentina, right? In in his penalty, is in the shootout. You know, the last two years we've seen is Evgeny Kuznetsov take these slow as a snail leading up, like that are kind of boring, right? I also don't think that it helps. You talked about endurance, Daniel, and the players kind of being dead by the end of it. Three on three is so fun and high paced. Sometimes it feels like the shootout is sort of, you know, a letdown. And I think the shootout has taken even more of a of a hit reputation wise since three on three game. Also, it feels like the shootout, obviously, it's kind of recent. It's not super recent, but I think it's been in the game most of our lifetime, but it's still kind of new. I also sort of think it's a thing of like in soccer, it's the one moment, it's that one kick. There isn't the sort of slow wind up. What's the move going to be? It's that one snap moment where the intensity is at its highest. Um, You know, that's at least my theory. Just it's weird. You think in the sort of the world of hockey, the shootout should be better, but it's, um, I thought it was a really good question. It was. So um, fun fact, like in the MLS years ago, they used to do, they used to have these shootouts, um, where it was very similar to to the ones in hockey where you get to run up with the ball. And it's just, it's wild to watch because it's the most not soccer, soccer thing. Like it's yeah. just, that's never going to happen. Um, and obviously that's still not a thing, clearly, as you can, like clearly that's how much they loved it. Um, but they used to have it in soccer where you can run up with the ball uh in a similar situation like hockey but obviously that's that's not a thing anymore and you like watching that compared to you know like watching other penalty kicks or shootouts um it's it doesn't have that same intensity i think that's what i think that's what it comes down to as well was i watching something else where i don't know what it is but your goalie becomes like a forward too right or something there was like a your goalie there. can come like, yeah at, a lot of the times if you're down by a goal let's say you're in the 90th minute and um and you're taking a corner or some type of free kick uh sometimes the goalie will <laughs> run up um and be a part of the play so you have okay, the, okay. it's like the extra man Hockey but then the goalie that. does have to run back the whole x <laughs> amount of yards yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like it's a it's a hell of a run back <laughs> that's for sure all right well i thought it was a fun way to open the show lads i thought it was a fun way to open the show what do we have on the dock here? We're going to talk about the Habs and the Kings game. My God, that not going to be a fun conversation. Leafs um, and the Flames game, some 2018 drafts stuff that Danny wanted to talk about, and a bit about the Kings game, um, but not too much about the game itself. I want to talk about two sort of moments from the game and then some conversation about Mitch Martin because the point streak is still going. Um, and then other beside that, we're going to talk about World Junior stuff. Um, 32 Thoughts had a bit of gubs on it. McDavid is amazing. Tate Thompson is amazing. But I wanted to start the show, lads, as I'm just going to quickly get something up on Twitter. Because we always go on about these, and we've had this exact conversation a few different times here, but I think it's always important um, to bring it back, gentlemen, because the old men are still kicking in the world of the NHL. Specifically, Alexander Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. 
Alex Ovechkin, 16 on the year. He's at 796 goals, five away from Gordie Howe, less than 100 away from Wayne Gretzky, 98 away from tying 99. It just never stops being fun. No, and and I for whatever reason, like the record seems so far away, but then when you put it into perspective of he's 99 goals away and he's also Alexander Ovechkin. So what you're talking at probably another two years. So and that seems reasonable. If yeah. he so he's on pace for probably around what 45-ish goals this year. Probably. So you know, by the end of this calendar year, he could pass Gordy Howe. So let's just say, yeah, he scores 30 exactly more this year. He would be 68 from Wayne. Yeah. So, yeah, basically two mad years for him. Yeah. Do it. That's insane. Yeah. And like what, like a couple of years ago, we're like, we're not sure if he can do it. But then you realize he's Alexander Ovechkin and on a met year, you're talking at least 30, 35 goals. At least, at least. Like I'm talking minimum. I like he'll always do more than that, but just wild. I think, yeah, it just, we always talk about that endurance we have with him. Like, you know, he's what, 36, 37, and he's still one of the top leaders in hits. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be able to get through it. I think even if there's even a down year of like, I'll say, okay, down year of 30 goals, for example. Yeah. There's still no, time. No, he'll be okay. Right yeah. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on my yeah. desk right now. Got to be careful about that. He, he he had I, I didn't even clue in on that. He had fifty goals in seventy seven games last year. Yeah, man, he's yeah, amazing. no, he's he's crazy. Like I, he, I'm pretty sure he'd be a hell of a lot closer. I, obviously, he'd be a hell of a lot closer if you know had there not been a lockout in his actual rookie the year he got drafted. Had there not been a shortened season in 2012, 2013, and then COVID. And then COVID. He yeah. would probably he would be, be like there, right? Right now. there, yeah. There, yeah. Like we're having that conversation. Ah. Oh, man, he's great. Man, he's great. But you know, it's impossible to talk about Alex Ovechkin without talking about sort of his biggest rival, the greatest hockey player of all time. Without Especially on this podcast. <laughs> Sidney <laughs> Crosby. At the ripe age of 35, turned 35 this past summer, is sixth in scoring right now. A point behind Nikita Kucherov. One good game, and he's probably in the top three. I just want to point that out there. Um, I mean, he's just, I think he's top of the league on five on five points as well. And if we look at all time scoring, he's actually 17th right now. He's 10 away from Teemu Solani. He's honestly, you know what? By the end of the year, knowing the way Sid scores, I'm thinking he can probably get to Paul Coffey, who's at 14th. But, you know, I, I was thinking to myself the other day. So he's 300-ish points away from Mario Lemieux. I think it's fair to say, like, I could see Sidney Crosby finishing his career past Esp- Esposito at, at 10th and scoring at 15-90. Do you think Sid could get past Lemieux? Because, again, if we talk about it like this, and obviously Lemieux missed a lot of time, you know, famously. But Sid Crosby, if he had sort of not had those nasty concussions, he could probably be chasing Mary Lemieux's points right now. 
So I'm just pulling it up. Uh, yeah, I agree right with that. Yeah. Funny you bring that up today. Well, not funny, but good coincidence you bring that up, Adam. Why? Because on this day in 2000, Marilyn Mew came out of retirement. Really? Yes. He was already the part. Oh, he was already the owner, and then he came back and he's like, "I'm playing again." It feels like a conflict of you know what? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? It's the NHL. Yeah. And he, yeah. He plays yeah. for a while longer. He could definitely. What Lemieux seventeen twenty three? I don't see why not. Like, how many more uh, years is uh, Sid got in him? I think that's the question. I mean, like, his the thing with Crosby is he's a smart player. You know what I mean? Yeah. The mind won't slow him down. You know what I mean? The mind won't. His mind's not gonna. It's just can his body keep up? It's just Pittsburgh's right. been responsible with him. They haven't. He's not playing like the heavy, heavy minutes he used to. Every time, so there's there's a good chance he's still like I, I just love seeing these two just sort of still be at the top of the league. It's yeah. still incredible to me. Like man, ten points over point per game right now, on pace for like forty goals. I just love Sidney Crosby. I do too. Great for my uh, fantasy team. Speaking of fantasy, let's yeah. quickly get it up because this week is actually uh. Daniel, how, how how close have you been keeping an eye on your and I's matchup this week? Because we are playing each other. I know. We're pretty close. with the, It has um, been a very close week for us. Eh? It's been going back and forth. Mm-hmm. I've been so, just tweaking a few things because I know my team's been dealing with like just three injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what's annoying is because Chris Letang has been hurt until last night, <laughs> um, I put him on IR and like I'll pick up Michael Bunting and just get him get some points. I've had Michael Bunting on my fantasy team at least three times so far. <laughs> I, I just keep, but then it was like, oh hey, Chris Letang's back, so I'm like, oh, okay, never mind, Bunting. And I dropped him like an hour later. <laughs> but here's what's the thing is because I'm looking here, I don't like Vanacek hasn't played like all week, so I need to double check here, Daniel. Who do you have playing tonight? Today, do you have a good? You have one, two, three. Oh God, five. You have a lot of players playing tonight. Please tell me. Oh my God. Okay, so I need Vegas and Washington to win tonight. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think you're gonna pull ahead with your goalies. I can't stand the fact that on your roster, Daniel, why do you have five goalies? <laughs> I mar- I dropped Mark Andre Fleury. Okay, so you have four. So you have Frederick Anderson on IR, Peter Kachekov, Linus Allmark, and Connor Hallebuck. Daniel, what am I looking at? You know, those were all, with the exception of Hellbuck, those, those were all free agent pickups. No, Anderson was a waiver. Anderson a waiver, waiver, yes. Okay. But I didn't draft anybody except Connor Hellbuck. I hate that. I hate you really took advantage of the waiver wire. Um, I drafted John Gibson so <laughs> over Lannis Omark. We should be ashamed that we let that happen. But Daniel, you and I, it's going to be close this week. It's going to be is. very close. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. we're not going to talk about the fact that Daniel just said he dropped Mark Andre Fleury. We're just going to gloss <laughs> I, no, over. No, I that. actually, we're just I, gonna, I did it. We it, everyone seemed to like gloss over it in the group chat. No one I, like picked up on that. They, yeah, Mike so sent happened, the screenshot. I I did it right before I was going to go to work, and I'm like, all right, you know, put my phone on airplane mode. I'm going to get a personal message from Adam about this. He's like, excuse me, like, what did you say to me? Wednesday night, but I didn't get anything. Yeah, no, I didn't. What did you? What did we say Wednesday? Oh, because you texted me about the flurry. Because you're like, how can you pick flurry over Cam Talbot? Yes. And then Adam, uh, Alex is like, they're both kind of having bad years. No, 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 no. no. Talbot's Well, when when flurry lost his last game, I was like, sweet, Daniel, Daniel's gonna lose points here. This is good for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but now I got Hellebuck and Olmark, and I'm like, crap! I gotta, I, I need some. I need them to drop the ball tonight. Need them to drop the ball. Uh, Chase Thompson has had like the second five point night of his season so far. Fourth in league scoring at forty one points. It's incredible to me that they lost Jack Eichel and then they pick out pick out a player who might be better than Jack Eichel. By the way, yeah, it's he. He has been just on oh, fire. I should probably say, what was it, a five goal night? <laughs> yeah, in like yeah. the first, four in the first period. For the player only meeting for the Blue Jackets because they got killed so badly by the Sabres and and door closed after the game for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure they, um, I'm sure some interesting things were said in that room after that game, but like oh, yeah. six points, six points. <laughs> against the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know what's tough? Uh, Christo didn't play him that night. He kept him on the bench. He didn't put him on. So he lost like 30 points. Alex is, is, he just, I guess he just forgot. He would have played him. You know, Christo is the saver guy, but he just, he just forgot. Because I like, I think they were, they were going on about in the group chat. I'm like, I'm going to check if he's even playing. And no, he had him on the bench. Forgot to set his lineup. That's tough. That's tough. And like, and again, like going back to something I had, we were talking about like a few weeks ago when the Sabres weren't necessarily uh, hot. Um, and I, I don't want to just pinpoint this one performance, but like having a player like this, like if you go back to, um, you go back to the Buffalo Sabres of like two and three and four years ago, where they start their season with a 10 game winning streak and then just completely collapse. I don't think they had a team like this. And I think a performance like that in that one in particular um, is, is proof of that to me, at least. Yeah. I don't think they were, you know, the candle wasn't burning as bright early on for them to give this type of like, you know, hopeful consistency. I think right now, um, I think Tage Thompson, I've I've said it before, I've said it how he had that breakout year last year, that it's just something Buffalo needs, right? Like, I love that there's these feel-good stories now for the Sabres, that they have a player like him who wants to be there, who's committed there long-term, and he's just performing. Like, we thought it was going to be questionable about whether or not he plays to that contract, and I think he's exceeded expectations by a landslide. Now... The Sabres have lost their last two games. Mm-hmm. However, the vibes are fun. I forgot they had that eight-game losing streak. They are actually funny enough behind the halves in the standings, which, come on, pick it up, Buffalo, pick it up. No more of that. Come on, get us get us down there. Get us down there, buds. Um, by the way, shout out to the Panthers, who are, uh, I know Barkov just got back. Below Detroit, got to see that first-round pick. Very good. Ben Chirot, thank you. Um Always like looking at the league and looking at the standings and realizing, man, it really is done for the Capitals, despite yeah, how good Um, can I, I? I have to ask a question about all this though. Tage Thompson, third period, barely played. Oh God, yeah, like, here we what, go. like three minutes, right? I have to ask. I have to ask. Yeah. Thoughts. Can I just say that I find it disgusting that Jeff Merrick has gotten more heated about this than anything they've ever talked about in 32 Thoughts, <laughs> including some of the most serious news stories we've ever seen in the NHL the past couple of years. I actually got very upset listening to that episode because I'm like, are you... He sounded mad. I'm like, this is what you're... Anyway, 
Uh, but he'll go on Hockey Night in Canada and joke about John Scott. I just, um, I know. So what you're referring to is the goal in one game record belongs to Joe Malone, yeah. who I believe scored the first goal in Montreal Canadiens history. Fun fact. Um, and Tate Thompson could have chased it. And they, they, and the 32 thoughts guys also reference, of course, McDavid was on pace to try and beat Daryl Sittler's 10 point game, but then the, the Oilers did the same thing. Um, I don't, you know what? If it was a hab, this is what I'll tell you, Alex, I would have liked to have seen him do it. Um, now, do you just sort of say the game's done? Let's not risk injury or something. I don't know, but I, I would have liked to have seen him go for it. I would have. Yeah. Like, is that not the whole point of having records? If we're just going to sit here and say, ah, it's okay, not a big deal, then we're just going to sit here with the same records when we know there's guys who can do it. Do you think McDavid can't put up more than 10 points in a game? Come on. He can. Come on. 100%. I I, I just don't – listen, man, it's the most – hot. it's got to be the most sport thing – um, that they're they're not gonna chase it, and that's fine, whatever. But like, let's not like what? Listen, you, I'm gonna pick my battles. I'm not gonna fight this one, but I think he should have chased it. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think when we see other, I always use this excuse. We see other leagues and the records being broken. Can you imagine if you said, "Hey, Aaron Judge, you know, let off on the home runs a bit, buddy," or in the NBA? You know, Steph, I know you're almost at Ray Allen and Reggie Miller for the threes, but we're going to sit you for the fourth. Yeah, just but, in it's, case. but but it's in bad taste that Patrick Marlowe hey, broke the record. Hey, hey LeBron, <laughs> could you just maybe stop shooting the ball? You yeah. Know, get that points record, please. Yeah, yeah don't pass Kareem. You know, like, man, I'll tell you, you think when I see that Caulfield has like the fourth most goals to start a career of any hab, you know what? The first thing I have in this is maybe stupid to think, but the first thing I think I'm like, can he break Richard's goal record for the team? You know, that's wild, and that won't happen for a decade. You know, for any player that starts getting sort of that level of game, but like you want to see that. You want to. I love seeing history happen in front of me, and ex- except COVID because that sucked. Um, but you know, like it, it's cool. That's why I'm so interested in, in Ovi chasing the goal record. Um, it's just cool to see history happen. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. No, um, no, no, but it's just, it would have been cool to see. Would have been hey, cool. To see. Matthew, stop shooting. We don't want you passing Rick Vives record. 50 goals and 50. Come on. How disrespectful. What do you think? No. Come on. Come on, Austin. You're not Wayne Gretzky. You're not the second best player of all time. You can't do that. Hey, Mitch, don't score on uh, your 17th straight game. How dare you? Let's not or, pass the record. I like you. to use an old one. Let's sure. Hey, Frederick Anderson, don't break Andrew Raycroft's and Ed Balfour's yeah. win record for the yeah. franchise. Okay. Oh God, yeah. Don't do that. Yes. I can't believe Andrew Raycroft held that record, but that's okay. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Does McDavid have a chance to pass Gretzky in points? Oh. 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 So, okay. so, so, so McDavid's at 54 points this year. Yeah. Gretzky's record is... Oh, I think it's what is it off the top of my head? Is it 2200 points? That could be generous. That could see, I could be underselling him. Sorry, in one one season, it's holy crap in one season or in it's no, no, totally. I forgot. I thought it was 2200. I am so wrong. No, it's 2857. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, um, mm. you know. So okay, well, let's let's compare. <laughs> right now, Connor McDavid is not even at eight hundred. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, like if you go look at Wade Gretzky's some of his point totals, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, he had two. His third year was two hundred and twelve <laughs> points. He followed that with a one ninety six bump. Then his oh he had three consecutive two hundred point seasons. Holy crap! Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, no man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. but uh, fifty four points. He's a god. Yeah. No, he's, he's crazy. Yeah, he's I love been playing him. really well. Yeah, he's not Sidney Crosby though. Well, this Conor McDavid ever won nothing. He won. I mean, he should win the heart almost every year, but yeah. he won't. And uh, whatever, we can have that discussion for another day. Does, does Mitch Marner get his way into the heart conversation? By the way, yeah, the conversation. Yeah. Probably he yeah. shouldn't win it. I have no. my re. I, I my so here's my thing. The with the way and since we're talking about McDavid, with the way McDavid just runs through the league, unless you do absolutely something extraordinary, you do not win the heart. So Matthews last year scored sixty goals. Four people have done that in. In what since two thousand? Yeah, is it? it's like three yeah. active players. It was like yeah, Stammer, yeah, Ovechkin, and I uh, think Ovechkin did it twice, or someone or, did it twice. Was, no, not Patrick Kane. No, no. Again, yeah. I think they're the only active people. Yeah, yeah. And and when Nikita Kucherov won, he had more points than McDavid. It's like one hundred twenty-eight or something. Yeah, like he. <laughs> To me, McDavid is so so good that you have to do some like you have to do something extraordinary to take it from him. Okay, so let me ask I, you this: Can I call him? Okay, so this might be something I want to use later. But is Connor McDavid the MVP standard? Yes, I think he's above it. <laughs> he's yes. he. Yeah, you're right. He's above it, but he is the MVP standard. So, to me. okay, let's start this conversation then. Okay. If the Oilers make, we're gonna remember the Taylor Hall thing. If 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 the Sabers make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the Oilers don't, I'm. This is not my opinion. I want to do the classic NHL thing. Does Chase Thompson get the MVP over McDavid? No. I think there's an excuse. Um, it's like I it's could like see if, it happening because this league sucks. It's like Taylor Hall and the Devils. That's what I mean. That's what I'm comparing yeah. to. Remember the freaking hoobla about that. McDavid was so robbed that year. That was insane. And Taylor Hall didn't play a full season. Like, and up there, Jason Robertson will probably be a finalist if he keeps this up. But I'm just wondering, like, I'm looking at league scoring. Dry Sido is just he's there. He's got his MVP. Sorry, Leon, but you know, even he knows he's like he's, he's he knows where dude, he is. Dude, I love Leon yeah. Dreisel. He's not the MVP of his own team. No. I was gonna that's bring that up. Big, yeah, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, I love Mitch him. Martin, he's a great player. Yeah. But, so it's it's really just like no, but I think you can make an argument this season that Mitch Marner has been the least most valuable player. Yeah, especially with the sort of start that like no one's talking about that Matthews is kind of heating up right now. I think he's at like eighteen, seventeen goals. And that, yeah, uh, I'd like, say okay. No, um, Nealander's killing it by the way. Seventeen goals. I, I like what Alex him. said about something extraordinary has to happen. To win the heart, I know it's not always the best case. For example, Taylor Hall again, but I think of and I say it again, but I think of 2011 and Corey Perry, where 
literally half the team is injured and then he drags them to the playoffs. Like something like right. that has to happen right. for someone like Mitch Marner to win it. Well, so McDavid, by the way, if we just ignore the total, the point totals, uh, he's also on pace for like 70 plus goals. Right. And like, normally you'd say that's not going to happen. But with McDavid, there's a slight thing in your chance. mind that goes, he could. He could. So like if that- he has 120 points, 60 goals, he like it's slam dunk. Like you walk into the season, McDavid's the MVP. I, I is there anybody else that I, you could walk into the season and say he's the MVP? So was it Matthews last year or McDavid the year before that? That was a unanimous MVP. Mc, uh, I'm pretty sure it was McDavid. I don't has think Matthews anyone, was unanimous. Maybe Wayne has this, but I'd like to know how many unanimous MVPs we've had. Let's see if I can find it. Because um, I, I don't know if we've ever had two in three years. But it's funny that McDavid could impress more than 100 points in 56 games. Oh, God. I remember when he was chasing it and he had like two games against the Canucks in the, the COVID shortened year. And he's like, ah, yes, this is going to be fun. Oh, man. Canucks were bad that year. So yeah, it was in 2021. It was the second time in history. Really? Yeah. So if he doesn't trying to find that. No, that's interesting. Yeah, so the only other player to do so is Wayne Gretzky in 1982, who was voted first by all 63 voters following his ridiculous 92 goal, 212 point season. 92 goals. Hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? Only played five games in the playoffs. Guess he got a first round. <sighs> Bum. It's like the early Michael Jordan years. You know, he never could get out of the first round. Uh, yeah, shout out. Um, but yeah, that's that's tough, man. Uh, that's tough. Uh, Pierre Eggwall gets suspended for a game for Good. the Trevor Moore stuff. Uh, the Sean, thought- Dursey, Sean, Sean Dursey. Sean Dursey. Wrong, other former wrong former Trevor Moore got booed. Sorry, wrong, I got him. Sean Dursey got booed. Wrong former. Like, yeah. yeah. With uh, 200 of funny. his friends and yeah, family there. Yeah. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. What were they doing? Fight that. That's so um, funny. Listen, they were cheering. They kept. Why did they defend him on the ice? They, they kept panning to his parents. <laughs> so can we just? Can I just say that? Listen, I think we can all agree that Engvall didn't mean to do it. But if you think that doesn't mean he deserved the game, can you just? Are there your... people out there who say no. that? Because I didn't see no. that. Yeah, there were, and I was. Yeah, I was just trying to think. It's like remember the argument we had about the Jason Spezza stuff, and it's like, listen, he probably you know. At the end of the day, despite his history, he still he still delivered the knee. It's still a hundred percent. Like it's still an accident. Like he like we talk about the Jonathan Huberto before the show. Alex, you and I were talking about the penalty that Jonathan Huberto last night in the Flames Leafs game. Listen, he didn't mean to do it, but that was just a reckless stick by Huberto, and it was a deserving penalty. Uh, Engvall, that's a deserved suspension. That's just a 100%. reckless stick. It's like, dude, you're on a wild place in Leafs Twitter, man. Man, I don't even know why I get it. I don't follow that many people on Leafs Twitter. No, I don't understand. It's annoying. You, you guys see some weird stuff. Even I don't see it. It's weird that I get more crazy stuff from Leafs Twitter than Habs Twitter. I miss some stuff on Habs Twitter. And like, I'm like, what do you mean people were... I, I don't, it's just kind of like, okay, great. But I think the my thing with the Jason Spezza stuff was more so with like the Department of Player Safety. safety oh, that was trash. bro. Every, everything was, there was such a mess. It was just yeah. a, that whole thing was a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Pierre Engvall deserved it, and I don't feel bad at all. 
Like I don't feel bad for Sean Dursey. An an inch. An ounce. He 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 pulled the heartstrings though with what he said. I don't care. What did he about, say about uh, Oh, when he talked about you know it's always just been his dream to play at home ice for the Leafs, no, and then they talked cool. about how like you know anyway it was you know when he was drafted they thought it was going to be like that, and then coming back as an LA King. Oh yeah, no, I mean he would have been great, but Jake Muzzin is okay, is is Wait, cool. Why, to, was why cool do you too. not feel bad for Sean Dursey? What did I miss? No, no, nothing. No, because I mean they were going at each other all night. I'm pretty sure oh, him and Bunting okay. were going at each other all night. I saw I saw the clip of Bunting bark, and I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, uh, also, I love how everyone hates him. That's how I know I should like him. Oh, exactly. That's um, how I know. Yeah. Nick Robertson out six to eight weeks, which just uh, unfortunate shoulder, uh, shoulder doesn't require surgery. Luckily, um, man, you feel for the guy. I do. It's like every time he gets going, it just feels like there's an injury. I feel brutal for him. And it was literally, yeah, like as he gets going, as in he, they finally kept him on that second line. Mm-hmm. Ah, tough. Can, can I say like just one thing before we get to the injury? Mm-hmm. I just love his personality when it comes to them asking questions about Jason all the time. Well, you you have actually spoken and interviewed him, have you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a great he's a great person to really speak to. Good sense of humor. He always gives like a good a few side stories when you ask him a few things. But I remember he did say something to I believe it was to TSN where they're like, yeah, like your name's, you know, trending a lot, too. Uh, what do you feel about that? And he's like, oh, well, you know, sometimes people search my brother's name and I guess I just come up a lot. I'm just appreciative of that. Yeah, that's such a humble response. You know what? You mentioned side stories when you when you talk to him. Kind of sounds like he's the same personality as you, to be honest. Who me? Well, maybe. Yeah. No, that's a that's a compliment. You always have those sort of fun stories where it's like, yeah, I met Brian Burke once and he was half drunk. Oh then, yeah. Well, I don't know if he was drunk. It just he was having a fun time. He was yeah, yeah. It's like that that photo of Ron McLean with like with his top off on top of a top of a bar and you're like what's going on here so many questions was the cbc approved can we just talk about the fact that you know i don't want to harp on sportsnet but can we just talk about that elliot friedman spent the past couple of days pumping the tires of of kevin bx responding to zidane chara's stupid thing about a cup final a decade ago and the whole thing was basically bx obviously denying it and like that was the big draw. They didn't even. Here's the thing, they didn't even open the show with it. They waited till the first intermission. That was the big Kevin. Like they should have done best it. You can do. I know that's not the best he can do. It's just it just makes me angry. It just makes me. I was just like this is. It's just so Canadian media. It makes uh, me angry. It was yeah. It was weird. I'm like yeah. Let's talk about something that happened eleven years ago. When I first read the. Uh article on chara's um appearance on that podcast uh i thought it was like i thought it was like a satire account like when i was for the way it was written i guess it's just like did that actually happen like what are these things going it, on it's a the most wild unhockey story too that like that's yeah. what i'm like what are we do what conversation are we having here man like t- hockey night in canada no no but like the the story itself name me any like that might happen in other sports i don't know but that's the least hockey thing to happen you really think they did that 
You I'll know what? BX made a good point of like how covered it is, especially that was a Canadian team in the finals. Yeah. People would have seen it, but it's just my thing is I can't swear, but who the F cares? Why is this a segment know. on hockey night? You teased know. this. You teased this for hockey night in Canada. You make me sick. Uh, wild. Oh, it just makes. They wanted me... the uh, anti-Bruin sentiment to come in in Ontario. Yeah. Okay, I was funny. Okay, so when I first read the article and I, I listened to the Chara podcast segment. Yeah. I was on the train and I was just like, I don't know, I was doing something with my hands. And I'm like, how is that? How do you do that? Like, how do you pretend you're holding the cup, just skating around after a game? Like, you're going like, I don't know, maybe just fist bumping. I don't know. You can just get your sticks and just go up. Got it. I guess the Chara story seems just as wild to me as what I what I watched this morning when I watched that clip. Listen, you remember how Michael Jordan was like the good game Mike thing story mm-hmm. from The Last Dance? Mm-hmm. Everyone who hasn't seen it, that episode where he's I don't even remember the player's name, but the reporter says that that guy had a great night. Michael Jordan wasn't shooting the ball right. And Jordan says this guy apparently went up to him and said, good game, Mike. And they played like the next and they might have been like a home and home. And uh, Jordan had as many points as that guy did in the whole game in the first half to get back to him. And apparently the guy never said good game, Mike. So Michael Jordan just sort of made this fake snare to motivate him. I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what gets said between those two, all Chara has to do is show him a ring. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like when, when Brad Marchand, like that picture of him crying was circulating after the finals against the Blues where he turned over the game, oh, yeah. the cup winning goal. And he just put that picture of him with the cup in 2011. It's like, no matter what, you know, he can just be like, "Yeah, I have a ring." So, like, I guess yeah, Jeremy Roenick. That's no such matter... a boring response, though. Whatever. It's the it's the easy like... it's the easiest response, but it's got to be the most unoriginal, boring response, and Isn't that's like... that's exactly what I would expect from you know. Chara. Isn't like Pat Maroon always do that too? Probably. Yeah, and yeah. it's unoriginal, and I, but I know Pat Maroon can do better. Or Jeremy Roenick to Patrick Waugh. Yeah, but hey, but Walt came out on top of that, right? Yeah, with the, yeah. And here we use him on two Stanley Cup and plug in my golden <laughs> moment. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on the Flames Leafs game last night? I only got to catch overtime, which the, was, reti- the return of Nazim Kadri. Yeah. Yeah. And he scored. I mean, he lost, but and noted sniper Noah Hannafin with two goals. <laughs> they do win in overtime, which is nice. It was yeah. crazy. I didn't know. Forty eight seconds do that. in. I-, I didn't know they could win in overtime. It just takes Jonathan Huberto being reckless with a stick. And it was Mitch Marner, the redemption. Five point nine from Nylander. Yeah. Nylander. I, I that I was looking at Nylander um this morning, going through just looking at his stats. He's had a point in every game but six this year. That's what wow. that's stupid. Yeah, like Adam, I think you had made the comment like a couple episodes ago where you're like, well, we're just waiting for Nylander to like have that weird streak of him not doing anything. I like he just hasn't had that yet. Do you know it, why, Alex? Why? Because he saw I draft him in fantasy and he thought, do you know what, Adam? <laughs> just for you. Were you one of those? Okay, so do you remember when people were sending like Jake Gensel messages? We're like wishing him good luck on the no. season because they drafted him to his fantasy, and he actually responded to this. Oh. Really? I, I've yeah, seen it like, happen in other best. sports. Yeah. I've seen it happen in other sports. I didn't see. I didn't see the yes. Jake Gensel one, but yeah, William Nylander is having a very good season. Uh, consistent 
which is like it's always the one thing I think Lee fans have um wanted from mm-hmm. him is to have a consistent season. And I mean, listen, they played like 29 games, so there's like I can't do math, but like 53 games left. So we still got some time, but 29 <laughs> games, he's been consistent, and I, I can't complain. Um, no, it was a good game. I didn't get to watch the game live, but from from what I was watching this morning, it looked uh like a good game. Like the Leafs are on the Leafs are like eight oh and two in their last ten. They they have points in their last like thirteen. Um Mitch Marner is on a twenty two game point streak. Like I, I just there's a lot of good thing. I again I don't I don't want to sound like doom and gloomy. So there's a lot of uh really good things to uh look for in this team. Look out for with this team. I like what the game they rallied back that they were sure. down. They had some Odd goals from guys I didn't think were going to be the factors there. So I mentioned Noah Hannafin with the two goals. Trevor Lewis also scored. So it, it was it was good to see that even though they were down going like in the third, they were able to have that momentum to tie it up. About I think yeah, with six six minutes left, and then they win in overtime. So I think it was a solid win. You know, we could talk about the Flames and they're not the quote unquote juggernaut we thought they were going to be, but it's still a really good win and the way they won it against a team that we expect to also still be contenders. By the way, uh, unfortunately, William Nylander's Twitter DMs are not open. So, uh, oh. <laughs> How about his Instagram? She's the one message. I'm not bothering on Instagram. Um, the um, wild thing about all this is they're second in the Atlantic. Ahead of them is Boston, who, they, who have 43 points. The Leafs have 42 but the caveat is the Bruins have three less games played. Um, God, I hate this division, man. Um, I hate this division. I was having a conversation with someone. I'm like, man, I just need the Leafs to win as many games as possible because I don't want to face the Tampa Bay Lightning in round one again. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want it. It could be the New York Rangers if they keep up being mid. Yeah, but I, I, but that means they have to finish first in the Atlantic. Do you, can you just do you imagine if Boston didn't play <sighs> Jeremy Swayman as much this year? Man, he's not been great. <laughs> not been great. Not been great, Jeremy Swayman. Um, by the way, from Chris Peters on Twitter, in his season debut, Yaramir Yager, the legend, had two assists over 50 minutes of ice time in Clotno's 7-3 loss to Liberlec today. Clotno had an illness running through the team has already forced them to postpone a game. So the owner jumped into the lineup. He's 50 years old. And uh, also, I forget who tweeted this, but because he's played, um, this pushes back his Hall of Fame eligibility. And I swear to God, if they do not make an exception for Yarmor Yager, I will be very angry on the show. They should, like, you know the builder's exception they have? <laughs> yeah, they well, should have that for players. Well, Claude no aren't going to play if not for him, remember? Like, just, yeah. it's just yeah. ridiculous. Wait, hold on a minute. I got to double check. I got I to gotta double check. Okay. Give me a minute. This is very important to me. Um, gotta check someone's hockey D page. Okay, Thomas Plakanix is also playing and doing well. Very good. Okay, <laughs> they're pushing back his Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's what you had to check. Yeah, no, that's a oh. Thomas Plakanix man. He's too important. Uh, we love Thomas. Uh, we love him on the podcast. Um, Adam's mom. If you yeah, know, yeah, we yeah, love yeah, Thomas Plakanix. Brother, you have the backtrack. Um, about that. Yeah, oh, trust me. Uh, we can. We have a few more things to get to. Um, the Heritage Classic next year, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be the Battle of Alberta. 
Raymond said last night at 32. That's going to be wicked. Yeah. That's going to be in October. Which is going to be cold. Can you imagine they did like February or January? Like the year. Oh, it'd be so cold. Minus 30. Like the first Heritage Classic. Well, see, that to get warmed up, you got to encourage everyone to to fight it a little bit. A little bit of a scrap. Oh, did I ever? Okay, so it's funny when you say side side story. So I went to the uh, Heritage Classic in Toronto. Okay. And I was like, probably like, on the upper level, but like I was right at the front of like you know the barrier. Who did they play that game? It was the Red Wings. Oh, okay. wasn't that like the winter class, like proper winter classic? Oh yeah, 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 that was the one. And it's funny, like Jared Caro started for uh, for Detroit. But anyways, um, Ooh. I always remember Ooh. he was like yeah. a, he was like a goalie that went to like the NCAA and everything. And then for some reason, they gave him the winter classic over Jimmy Howard. <laughs> oh, but yeah geez. anyways like it's funny when you say the fighting thing because it wasn't really fighting there was a guy that was sitting near us and i think he just had quite a few drinks of course started standing up on the stairs like and i'm on the uh, upper level at the front and then i was scared i'm like is this guy gonna jump and eventually security like held on to him and he's like oh i'm sorry i did this can you still let me just finish the game They're like no you're out of here but of here, that man. was just a wild moment i was Watching the game, like, is this guy actually like he's right at the barrier? He's standing up and he's just jumping around. Listen, man. Fun, uh, fun fact about Jared. Maybe. I don't know. Fun fact about Jared Caro, still playing in Slovakia. Oh. I just searched it up. Yeah, good for him. 12, 17 games, nine forty five safe percentage. Um, Friedman also said on thirty two thoughts hockey night edition. Still hate that name. Um, that. Uh, it looks like Jesse Puglia Harvey and a move from Edmonton could take some time. Said apparently that Jesse Puglia Harvey's uh, sort of camp and the Oilers did have a discussion before the year saying if it didn't work, that uh, basically they would move uh, him on. Uh, now, the problem could be that he has a $3 million qualifying offer, which could sort of stop. And he also talked about apparently Puglia Harvey doesn't feel comfortable when he plays with Dry Sutter or McDavid. I do wonder if a part of that is that every media outlet in Edmonton rips him when he doesn't score with that tandem. Um, but you know, um, is is this twenty twenty two or? I was gonna say yeah. What year is this? This is on the Oilers, guys. What year is this? Julia Harvey hasn't been playing well, but at, at this point, like for the love of God, these two. Remember, this isn't even the first. This isn't the second. This is the third time there's been something wrong between these two. Remember how Julia Harvey almost didn't come back. Yeah, yep. like twice. <laughs> Just move him. Like they could have moved him time ago, and they probably would have gotten more for him. Like I, I don't think his value is any higher than it was two years ago or three years ago. Whenever this all started, good as it was in the summer, Alex. Yeah, like you could have done. Like you knew you didn't want him. Like it's not like it's this is brand new information. This isn't no. right. Like this is common knowledge. Clearly, like everyone across Twitter knows this. Like let's let's do this. Like let's figure this out. When are we gonna have? When are we gonna do this? It's interesting what Edmonton could actually get for him now at this point. Like what would they want? Like a, a third, a second? Well, you you're not gonna get a second. Uh, isn't that what they want though? Initially, yeah, you're not I remember gonna that. Get it. Okay, I know, I know. He's just not gonna. Get, well, it, hey, listen, if you want Joe Edmondson, you can throw Pulley Harvey in the package, bro. So but that's I'm, so that's a great point. I was thinking about that after last episode, and I'm like, we're all talking about first and a prospect, but like, 
his first and first or prospect. Like I don't understand why there can't be a deal including Jesse Pugliarvi. Which, which is something. Now we are not stealing this from SDP because we had this exact same conversation last year. And I because I wanted Pugliarvi on the hat. Did they so, talk about it? They did. Yeah, they I, actually I'm mentioned ah Kirby Doc's been a good reclamation project. So I want to make this clear. Yeah. Do you guys remember I've been screaming all summer about getting Pugliarvi? Yeah. yeah. Make that well, then we yeah, talk we- about it when he was going to be traded last time. <laughs> I think we did. I'm pretty sure yeah. I came on the show. I'm like, can't get in there. Yeah. It cost much, and it's even cheaper. So we're going Pulley Harvey. There we go. God, Montreal they... collecting all of the former top ten picks. Yeah, man. I tell you, man, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. Just wait till the Galchenyuk comes back. No, please, God, no. Oh my God, is he um, playing Colorado? Colorado? Like, did they actually put him in the lineup? No, I think he got waived. Oh, yeah, which is silly. Um, Hockey Canada, this is from Jeff Merrick last night, apparently uh, are going to be announcing their new board in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, we still need names there and how like who exactly is going to be this sort of two heads at the top of it. Um, Merrick also mentions, and uh, this is a reference to John Scott earlier, apparently for this year's all-star game rosters, fans are going to have a big part to play. Now, that's a good thing. It is. Um, I saw a lot of people joking about maybe that's how they're going to get a guy like Arbor Jack in, which I thought he's been a meme around sure. the league. And I was trying to think, who are some of the biggest memes around the league right now that people are going to want to try and get into the All-Star game? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I'm trying to think, like, who who is it? Who are the big guys around? You know what I mean? Michael Bunting? No. No. No, he's no, not. No, it's he's not it's no one from Toronto. And okay. he shouldn't be there anyway. I mean, yeah. he shouldn't be. He's I mean, not- neither should John Scott or Arbor Jack, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah, but they're memes. There's something fun with that. Bunting's yeah. just sort of like. No one likes him. Dyson so. Mayo. Uh, because of his name? Why? Why? Because he's getting like 21 Mayo. minutes a game for Arizona. <laughs> like, who's fun right now? Like, Bennington just. No, but if they send Bennington, someone fights them. Like, I, that's the only oh, reason Jordan Bennington is. That I know this, but I just noticed my dog's in my room and she's under my Carrie, why did oh. you get here? How was you been in here? Um, she's happy. She's doing her like, thing. Who, who's a character? Like, who's a meme? Someone on the Sens, Artem Zoo, he's a funny guy. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Brock Besser, no. Um, no, he's not. No, I'll I do know. that. He's too he's nice. A good dude. Uh, there's um, not a lot of memes right now. Someone will rise from the ashes, and they will be a meme. Like you know, I'm just trying to think who's who's that guy. Who's a scrappy enforcer right now? Who's on the edge of his career? Or Ryan like, Reeves? Can they get an inactive? That's a good one. Could you get like an inactive guy who's unsigned? Joe Thornton comes back for the All Star game, so we can watch him skate that. like concrete. Um. Hmm. You know I mean, I'm just thinking like like who's around the right. Oh my god, you know who has to be you we're missing it. We're missing it. it it's the one right in front of our face. Do you know who needs to be at the all-star game? Uh who? Zach Bogosian. <laughs> There's no bigger meme around than Bogo for Norris. Alex, I nearly left the call just now. Because <laughs> I'm right. I you left the call because you know I'm right. Or Luke Shen. Yeah. That's too nice of a story. No, okay. That's too nice of a story. It's got to be Del- Zach Bogosian. Delchenyuk would be a good one too because has he played an NHL happened. game? 
don't know if he has this year, but I'll check. I know in the obviously, yes, he's played a matchup, but I don't know if he's played this year. Uh, Craig Anderson. That would be a really That'd nice be, story, but I mean, I think Cage Thompson has that spot for Buffalo. Um, he has played four games this year. How's Galchenyuk? I still going to do my, the my, one my pick is player per team, so. like at least. I think I do that again. I think they Probably, always do that. Yeah, it's because they're boring. It's because we have to send someone from the Arizona Coyotes. That's if we don't, if we don't, it's a travesty. I'm just I'm having a lot of problems thinking who's a big meme right now. I mean, like how many people remember John Scott? You know, what I mean, like besides it isn't Phil Castle back in the day. Um, but man, uh, that is a that is I'll never forget that. Just Phil Castle hack it at John Scott's ankles. <laughs> and and I, did pro- he get? Did Phil Castle even get suspended? No, but his protector got ten games. Yeah, yeah. Never forget. Came never off the bench, didn't he? Never yeah, forget the never debut forget. of David Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like oh. Damn it, David Clarkson. Like, you literally <laughs> just signed in Toronto, and that's what you do. Love it. But continue, sorry. No, I'm just – I'm still trying to look at teams, and I'm trying to think who who could Point get it. a few things right now. I'm just um, – there isn't one that jumps out right now. Do you see Jets fans are apparently pissy with um, Nick Gaylers? I'll take him if you don't want him. But we'll see. That should be fun. Okay. Uh, when Zach Bogosian's at the All-Star game, y'all are going to be upset. Alex, Alex, why don't you get the whole of Armenia to vote for? I will. Campaign. Um, okay. All of California too. Don't you worry. I got them. Man, the Habs retro reverse jerseys look so bad on ice, and I think the longer I've huh. seen them, the more I look, I look at them, the more I hate them. Hmm. That's funny because I drive me at first, but now hmm. I just looking at them, they're like. I thought they were like ugly. Like they're ugly. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just my nostalgia. I love them. I love the expos. Yeah, but there's no red. I tell you, they should have. I said it at the time. They need to put some dark red on there, like some wine colored red. It would be golden, but now I said they can't win in them. It's like the the blue ones all over again. I we need to talk about Mike Hoffman. He was doing so well, like he was getting back in the good books. He scored, and they were down by one. The goalie is pulled, and he throws a blind backhand pass to the front of the net. And Classic. it to the empty net goal. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? Armia doesn't have a goal. And he's on the power play. Jake Evans doesn't have a goal this year. Edmondson has been. Like, I, I just think, like, what are the veterans doing? It really is. If Suzuki and Caulfield are not on the ice, what is the point? What are we doing, boys? Come on. You're the vets. Like, Joel Armia. I really hope Marty St. Louis hasn't been hypnotized by that. Joel Armia must have some sort of dirt on every person in the NHL because he just keeps getting, like, I don't get it. Remember when after that World Junior World Championships performance, everyone's like, ah, he has value now. Why? Stop it. Get rid of him. God, and I can't believe the moment Bergeron gave him that contract, he turned to dust. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Oh. Mike Hoffman and Joel Armia. I think it's this two-way game. You know, it's very valuable to a lot of teams that have been looking for that in the bottom six. And that's why Armia? that's why someone's going to trade a first-round pick. And to let's call the Edmonton Oilers. Listen, like, here's the problem. You could probably get something for Armia. It's just a contract. You can't just get rid of, like, $3.5 million, like, nothing anymore. Wait, does he have term? 
I think it's uh, at least two more years at three point four. No, off the top of my head. So Armia, yes, yeah, retained, it's two more years after this. Armia half retained Joel Edmondson for Puliarvi in a first. Both of them half retained. I'd do it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, that's it. If if you're Montreal, that's a yeah, sure. And then you hang up the phone and laugh. And the moment <laughs> the trade goes through, you block the Oilers' number so they can't yeah. get the taxis. Yeah, exactly. Like this. Yeah, anyone who wouldn't take that deal is nuts. It's just worrying, man. It's just, I just don't get what's wrong with with those veteran players. They're just—it feels like they're playing empty calorie hockey right now, and it it, it pisses me off. It's just yeah. what it is. But they're getting the losses you want, though, right? Oh yeah, hundred yeah, like, yeah. percent. Yeah, but good, they, but. See, that's the thing, though, is I feel like if you want the losses, you're going to have to take some of this. Like, you can't have the best of both worlds. Like, you can have the best of both worlds at times, Hold on, but hold you're on. never going to have the best of both worlds. I went through last year, okay? Correct, yeah. Listen, and, here's the thing. And if you want to lose, you're not going to lose every game like that. I watched, I watched losing on purpose, and I watched losing by accident, and it's ugly. It's just like... I just don't understand how Joel Armia can seem like such a good player with zero hockey IQ. It bothers me so much. Yeah, tough loss, but whatever. Okay. Uh, no score. Uh, no, he had an assist though. Damn it! Come on. Okay. Demo. Did he get uh, booed? I think at some point he did. Okay. No one's uh, no one's exempt from that. Yeah. Just like Nick Thompson. Great guy. Um, yeah. Phil Deneau's fault he didn't get the fourth year. God, I hate the fact. No, I don't think it was a year thing. I think it was like half a million dollars per year. I think was. The I thing. thought it was also there was an extra year or, Man, you know, or whatever. I don't. It's Bergevin's probably right. It's 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 everything. Yeah. Everything about it. God, I hate Bergevin so much. Oh God. That's what sucks about losing you the Kings. It's like, man, well, we lost to Bergevin and the French in the same day. If you're perhaps fan of an England fan, <laughs> Harry Kane, come on, buddy. Before we, uh, okay. Daniel, you're the world junior guy. Take it away here. The Canadian roster is finalized for forwards? Well, it's more or less going to be finalized at this point. Um, so what we're looking at here is the usual guys have basically got in the spots already. They're not. They're going to be scratched in the U Sports Showcase. Um, so Connor Bedard, Shane Wright. Um, the ones that surprised me is Nathan Gaucher. Is a scratch. Who, who's he? Remember playing? him? He's no. on the Ducks. Remember he got that huge ovation when we were at the draft because he's a Q guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the Ducks drafted all the French guys. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, what we're seeing is you're basically going to have those guys, but here is the lineup of other guys that are still fighting for it. So I just wanted to update on this. So right now, we have, and this is according to Mark Masters. A few guys that we, we should be looking at. So, you know, Riley Kidney, Joshua yeah. Law. They're Have still fighting for spots here. Um, Adam Fantili is not – they, they haven't given it to him yet, and that's surprising for me. Do you know why, Daniel? Why is that? Because it's not his draft plus one year. Remember, they always do that oh. thing where if you're a year younger, then you, you're like the 13th forward, and then you're the first line setter the next year. Yeah. So next year, if he's still if he's eligible, he'll be first line center. Watch, maybe. So Logan Stankoven too. He's also someone that uh, I'm looking at right now, and he's probably going to be a lock. I don't know how that guy. Speaking of Bergevin, thanks, dude. 
<laughs> that makes me mad. Was but, he in like the OHL in scoring or something? Yeah, he is. Not bad. Um, but as of right now, a lot of the guys who are still fighting for it is a guy who we've mentioned a lot before because we wanted to know who is still in Vegas' farm system. So Zach Dean um, is still fighting left. for it. Um, the guy that I think Mike should be excited about because he looks like a solid Mike, guy that should have been in top 10 is Brendan Othman. Listen, I, I agree, but Mike's never Mike. going to be excited. It's okay. just Mike. No. I'm not even excited for the world juniors anymore. No, no. But like, I just mean like Mike and hockey, that oh, match yeah. doesn't make him excited. So no. he's, he's excited. Isn't an emotion. He, uh, he shows often for hockey. I the mean, three uh, scratches on defense is Del Maestro, Zellweger, and Clark. So they're probably the guys who are going to make it. Can we talk about Brant Clark for a second, who didn't make the team last year, then, then made the NHL, and now he kind of has to make the team. I love that. Because Hockey Canada are so extremely funny. predictable. So funny. So Play um, one game in the NHL, yeah. Fine. Or play a few games, and then you you make the opportunity <laughs> automatically. Know who else is probably going to make the team who you haven't mentioned yet? Mm-hmm. On the Mississauga Steelheads, Owen Beck. Yes, better than Shane Wright. He's projected at the, he's supposed to project it to be the third line center. Makes sense. Oh, he'd be the Habs third line center for the rest of his career. Um, the only thing is the goaltending is they have four goalies. Stop me if you've heard it before, and they're all questionable. Yeah, <laughs> they're all like <laughs> there's not really a, a number one guy right now. They so they really is. had one since like Carter Hart, have they? Yeah, yeah. I mean. You could say Sebastian Costa. He's technically oh, on two real junior teams last year. Devin Levi, too. Devin Levi. Yeah. He was a pretty clear cut. So these are the four goalies. And we don't, we're going to know in the next two games who's going to be the guys. So it's Tyler Brennan, Thomas Milich, William Rousseau, and Ben Goudreau. Yes. Is Costa too old now? I think so. He's, he's 20. Also, he played, you know, give him a break. He's too, he played two. two yeah, he was never the starter, was he? Oh, he was starting the summer. Wild. Did they win? Who won the World Juniors? They won in the. They won in the summer. Remember the uh, mid Tavish uh, save? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, most. Yeah, that we like yeah, mentioned. Yeah, I don't remember. That would be so. He made the save on the goal line, and he set up the game winner. Did he oh. score? Yeah, 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 he. That was. What, one of them. I remember they joked like that's one of the best plays to not really be watched. By hockey, I know fans, it, it's, it, honestly, it's up there with Jordan Everly. It's just the problem is hockey Canada has like permanently damaged the no. reputation of the world junior. Who, yeah, who would have guessed? Uh, hockey tournament in the middle of August. I remember just question. not wanting to put any time and effort into watching that or forgetting about like when they actually did play. Um, just one last thing I want to say with the real juniors is, and I've sent it to you guys before, but. I really don't like that they are not gonna be showing the U oh Sports rule the World Junior Camp <laughs> Why? showcase. Okay, I I love it. Like, I think TSN aren't showing anything. They're not me. showing. No, neither anything. are Hockey Canada. Yeah, U Sports stuff. Okay, that's like, Hockey Canada is even worse. That's bad. Okay, yeah, maybe the Hockey Canada. Show. Alex, you, you know you're a U Sports guy I'm now. In U Sports, I you agree. are in U Sports, right? Yes, like correct. you want these guys to have a bit more of exposure there. So there's there's the talent there because there's been years before the U Sports team has beaten the World Junior Camp. Sure. It, yeah. It's really well, showed that. Yes, yes. And okay. I just want to like, I think it's just for my own personal uh, reporting is that I've got to interview a, a bunch of guys that have played in the showcase and just really what it meant to them, what it meant to 
showcasing their hockey program on a national stage. It's always been great. Um, I interviewed the he used to be the captain of the team you bold, and like Awful just name. yes, and the way that he just kind of talked about what the tournament meant for him, being named a U Sports All Star, getting to play with he called the future of against the future of hockey. These are great stories. We're just you getting know, that exposure of, especially more U Sports guys making it to the NHL. Right? I don't like, want to be rude, Daniel, but is Ben yeah. Steiner behind you with a gun? <laughs> I think so. No, no, not. I blink twice if you're being held captive <laughs> by U Sports. We love Ben Steiner, friend of the show. But I've never spoken to him. Pardon? Nice guy. I've never nice spoken. Guy. He's a nice guy. He's very good. He's helped me with my stories. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I just kind of feel. It's just I like that correlation we have there and um it's actually a smooth transition to what i want to talk about next okay oh yeah that's the 2018 thing right? 2018 thing so with the exception of riley stotts in 2018 who is playing for university of calgary right yeah now, i was gonna say i was gonna hey, yeah. say yeah um every new pick, sports yes every pick one to three and then yeah one to three and then four to six have made it to the nhl this is the Leafs 2018 draft. Leafs, mm-hmm. the Leafs. Yeah. That's Dubis's first draft. That's Dubis's first yeah. draft. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll just say out the name. So Rasmus Andin, Sean Dersey, Um, I'm not going to say his name properly. So Semyon Dergachinsev. Yes. Um, even um, when I was at the covering the Marlies game, they just said SDA. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> Every player just said that. That's and then Matt Holloway, Philip Kral, and Pontus Homburg. Pretty solid draft. I know we're going to say. But there is no like true star there. But sure, I mentioned how it's comparing to 2006, where there wasn't a star there, but there was a lot of consistency. Do you have that in front of you? Yes. Yeah, so 2006 yeah. was Yuri Taluski, who yeah. ended up playing 400 games, and then Nikolai yeah. Kuleman, James oh Reimer, Corbinian Holzer, Victor Stahlberg, and Leo Komarov. Wow! Wow! Yeah. The only Listen, pick hey, that didn't make it. James was, Reimer is a star. Yeah, he's good. He literally dragged the team to the playoffs. If, if you hit on your first round pick and you get your impact players there, and then you just get role players everything everywhere else, that's a success. Yeah, like, people would be surprised. You guys know this, but mm-hmm. people would be surprised just how rarely teams hit on all their draft picks. Like it, it like it's brutal. Just look at 2011 for the league. <laughs> like Josh Levo's no, their best player uh, out of that that year. But this is what I like about it because. There's a story there where the Leafs have been able to weather a lot, add in a lot of guys they've developed to the system, and we're seeing it pay off now, especially this year, that you get the Pontus Homburg, you get the Mac Hollowell, you get Erasmus Sandin, who's just getting a lot better. So mm-hmm. I just want to point that out where when people bring up like the whole Mark Hunter, oh, Daniel. Lou Lamorello... And there it is. Uh, Daniel, I'm glad yes. you brought that up. All right. That's why yeah. I, I, w- I went through since so you, you sent that text on on a couple days ago. Yeah. And right. so I said, hmm. You know, like because e- even people with like who I was talking to were praising Mark Hunter mm-hmm. when he when he signed when he was with the Leafs. And he ran three drafts, 2015 to 2017. Can I just say I'm a tad disappointed with the results? Like, like 
so let's let's start with 2015. Uh, there's two players in particular who stand out in this draft, and the first one being fourth overall Mitch Marner, which he he battled for. He battled Mike Babcock for as the stories as the story goes. Can I counter with two points? Sure. You're aware of this for people listening. A London Knight. Yeah. B. That's still a free space. It's a top five. Did Mike no, no, hundred percent. I'm not giving him. Cr- I'm yeah. listen. I'm just yeah. To I'm just saying, pointing like, out to people who are going to be yeah. like, "How oh, doopity do look at Mitch Marner now?" Like London, uh, he ba- and but there was a battle for who they were going to take. Uh, the story goes: <laughs> Mike Babcock wanted Noah Hannafin. Wanted a lefty, really? That's funny. Yeah, classic Daniel. Sorry, you were going to say something. I was going to say the same thing. Like, oh, was it Noah Hannafin? Yeah, was the guy. And in the and then in the second round, thirty fourth overall, they took Travis Dermott. Decent guy. I mean, played two hundred and sixty eight. Who's played two hundred and sixty eight games so far? Playing, Majority of them with the Leafs. But who was drafted around him? Yes, uh, Alex DeBrincat. Oh yeah, that's the famous one. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, twenty fifteen. Wasn't Alex Dabrinkat 2015? No, no, he was 16. The, it was oh, Sebastian, Sebastian Ajo. Ajo. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. The next uh, psh, it's okay. Um, the only other player who played in that, who has played so far in that draft class, and I believe they've all been with the Leafs and one year with the Islanders, Dimitro Timoshov. That is a name, eh? Yeah. That's yeah, a name. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Of the the one, two, three, four, five, six guys have not played from that draft. Okay. That's 2015. That's his first year. 2016. Free space. Austin Matthews. First overall. Free, free, uh, free, free space. space. Okay. Like I could have made that pick. Yeah. There are two guys who have played somewhat significant games in the NHL. From that in that time, oh, second part. I'm looking at them now. This yeah, is Carl Gunstrom, Grunstrom, who helped get Jake Muzzin. Yep, he's played 158 games mm-hmm. in the fourth round. The Leafs selected Adam Brooks, my boy. Around somewhere now. Somewhere. Yeah. He and then there's three guys who have played less than five games. Igor Korshkov. Another name. I can't believe. I still cannot believe that guy was thirty first overall. <laughs> Igor Korshkov. Yeah. Um, Joseph Wall, who is still with the team. Yeah. He's a goalie. I don't know what to expect. And Flip then, coin, yeah. Pardon. Flip a coin with. Them. Yeah. And Keaton Middleton, who's Wait, I- who's playing for Colorado at the moment, but yeah. in the AHL, he's played three NHL games. I want to move on to the and sorry. Let me tell you how many guys haven't played. One, two, three, four, five. Have not touched NHL ice. A lot of them. I remember JD Greenway was traded for like future consideration to the Bruins. Sure. He was like an NCAA guy. Like, is he coming? Is he not? And last but not least, the 2017 draft. This is a, this is another bad one. There has been one player who's played so far. Who good, good player? Good player. I, yeah. Honestly, he's not the top top pick that that I think a lot of people expected. But I think he's turned into a solid guy for this team, especially moving forward. That is Timothy Lilligren, 
at 17th overall, who's played 92 games so far. We we should say if he ha- didn't have was it mono mono yeah, yeah and there was a couple he probably out, yeah. wouldn't have fallen but for that it's yeah. 17th that's not bad yeah and the rest of the picks did not um, pan out. Shout out my boy NHL eyes Ian Scott and Mike's boy shame. Fedor Gordiev. <laughs> Fedor Gordiev, who is most known as a meme, poor guy played for uh, the Flint Firebirds, so you knew his career was done. Um, yeah, Ryan O'Connell, Ryan McGregor, Feather Gradiv, who I don't even know. Is he in Minnesota still? Vladislav um, Kara, Emil Rasinen. I remember that name. Yeah. Yeah, where is Feather Gradiv? I remember He's I, we loved his size. He's in the ECHL. Oh, Do you remember Emily Rasinen? We like, they always talk yep. about his size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was peak Mark Hunter uh, talk. Hey, How about his size? Him. Playing in the first, uh, yeah, you got uh, six foot five, big boy. Playing uh, for Chinsgard in Sweden. Can't say that name. Uh, I'm just, yeah. That that's so. When you asked to look at uh, at that, Daniel, I was like, okay. I pulled up the drafts and I was sorely disappointed. Sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. It's just the way she goes. I actually went through, so this is just like my one last thing with this, but I was going through like since 2000, who were the guys that had the most impact? So they have two players they've drafted have played a thousand games, Alex Steen and Matt Stajan. Okay. And then the closest player to a thousand games right now is Luke Shen at 891. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. After that, it's Kadri. He has like a little, he has more than 700 right now. I think he has exactly... 767. I just, yeah. I have it up here. Yeah. 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 It's a s- s- somber way to end the show. <laughs> but no, I, we, we reading wanted, out, oh, Mike, actually, reading sorry. out the reading out Mark Hunter's draft record. I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. Okay. Luke Shed is not the leader to a thousand games. Who is it? Can you guess who it is? Don't look at it. Just tell me. Wait, wait. In, in what time frame, sorry? Between. 2000 and now Morgan Riley no 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 um hint he's okay. not a first he wasn't a first round pick Jake Gard was Jake Gardner a first round pick no, no. Oh, he, he was drafted, drafted by the Ducks, by the yeah. by the Ducks. Yeah. um so it's gotta oh. be it's gotta be someone before Luke Shen he's still he's still playing and he's a defenseman who's a really old defenseman He's old, right? Yeah, he's old. Can I just tell what, you? What, what division? This one's going to hurt. This what one. Division? Yeah, yeah. What division? Help me out. What division? Yeah. Um, Does he currently play in? I think he plays in the Central. The Central. Nashville. Oh, my God. This is going to hurt. Okay. Winnipeg. I need to go look at the teams in the Central. Oh, no, he doesn't. He actually. <laughs> okay. He Where plays in he the Atlantic <laughs> now. This year. The Atlantic? Yeah, but he's only played like ten games. Sidesef? No, no, it no. Can't, no way. In the Atlantic. Yeah, but he played in the Central last year. The Central to the Atlantic. Yeah. Oh god! I think he was a P- he was a PTO in training camp. Oh my god! Why At least didn't think- draft John Moore, did they? No, he was a first-round pick by Columbus. How do you know that? (laughs) 
Oh, I can tell you why. Because he was a pick the Ducks traded. That was the initial pick they got from the Flyers when they traded Chris Pronger there. Uh, I'm stuck. I don't know. Okay, Wait, let me just tell you. Yeah. Anton Strawman. Oh, my God. Oh. He was drafted in the seventh round, 216th overall in 2005, and he has played 938 games. He's in Boston, right? Is that? Yeah. Uh... Maybe he's not at 1,000 yet. Oh, by the way, shout out Chris the Tank for playing 12 days after a stroke. And, apparently oh my God. and he had like seven hits, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, Good for him. So we can end the note. So the number notes. one Leafs prospect of, of the uh, 2000s was Anton Strowman. Rhett the Hitman Hart. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, All right. My God. All right. Well, guys, this was fun. Uh, you want we'll an see. update from four minutes ago real quick? Okay. U Sports is up to nothing. I knew it. I called it. Where'd you get that update from? Scott Wheeler. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, my inside sources. No, Scott Wheeler. Scott Wheeler. Hey, if you sports win, no, no, I'm not. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening. Um. We'll see you whenever. Next time, probably Wednesday. Are we all going to be here? Mm-hmm. Yes. I. Uh, I think so. Next Sunday. Next um, Sunday, we will all be here. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Unless maybe, you're not. Maybe YouTube. Okay. okay. Maybe YouTube. Okay. Right. Um, like YouTube I Bono? family coming over. No, no what? You no, say you, maybe Bono. YouTube Bono? I thought you said not Jennifer Bottrell. I'm like, no, Daniel, we don't have... I, I don't, I don't have, have the, a connection to get Jennifer Bottrell on. I really like the dress she was wearing last night, but what? Like black and burgundy. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye.